Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Hand clap for it. That was, that was the best announcement we've ever heard. That was the best announcements we have ever heard. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little biased though, so... Uh. But trust me, that was way better than I could have ever done it. She's so much more welcoming and inviting. Um, and uh, so, wow, that was, I'm just taking it back. I don't even have to preach. That was it. That was, that, thanks for coming, guys. We'll see you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, as you can see, um, I'm not Pastor Chad. Um, I'm his son. We may look similar, but he's got a lot more gray hair because he's way, 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 way older than I am. Um, no, but don't tell him I said that. I'm just kidding. I would do the same. Um, but yeah, he is, he's out sick, so if you could just be in, in prayer for him. Um, you know how it is when, when men get sick. It's, it's rough. You know, it's like, it's probably about 10 times, even the lowest, the, you know, the common cold is about 10 times worse um, than the average woman getting sick. So uh, just pray for him because he is just, he's doing bad right now with this flu. Uh, no, but thank you guys for being here. Um, this is just going to be a little bit different. Sometimes, we, we don't know, sometimes I'll, I'll preach 10 minutes, sometimes I'll preach 25 minutes, and sometimes we'll, uh, we'll be here next Sunday already. We're ready to go for next Sunday, so who knows? It's a surprise, um, and I'll surprise myself too. Um, <clears throat> but before I start, let me just say, and I know that you've heard this from a thousand different people, um, and it, possibly more from us, um, but I'm really excited about this new year. I'm just excited to see what God is going to do. I'm excited to be in this building. I can't say it enough. I wake up every day and just like, I'm ready to go, ready to get here and get some more stuff done. Um, and I'm ready to hit the ground running because I know that when we get excited for the things of God, God gets excited for us. And God gives us uh, more to do uh, with the things that he's blessed us with. And, and when, we, when we steward his, his things well and the gifts and, and, and the things that he puts in our heart, he gives us more. And the Bible is pretty clear about that. So if you want to see cool things from God, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start now. And, and, and it's the beginning of a new year. Uh, we're two weeks in. Um, and I'm just super excited to see, that was our last year's motto, if you didn't know, super excited, um, and we're probably just going to bring it on into this year, we're super excited about what's, uh, what God is going to do um, this year too, and I'm excited because I've seen what God has done in the past, and I see uh, the, the blessings and the things that he has given to us when we, when we trust him, we're faithful. Um, just one example is this last year, um, for Speed the Light, for, for our missions giving in the, in the youth room, um, we did over twice as much as we did in 2017, and I think that's incredible. Uh, we did around, I think it was around $2,600 um, worth of, of giving in Speed the Light, and if you look at, yeah, let's give a hand clap. And that's because of you guys. That's because of um, your stewardship and, and your faith and just giving and, and coming to this place and helping us with these events. Um, and, and for those who have youth, for, for investing in them and making youth a priority, um, because it is. And when you send your kids to youth, um, you're setting them up for success. You're setting them up to hear something from God, and that is always a positive. Um, and so I believe that, you know, if God can double it, if God can go over double, what can he do this year? And what can we do when we, when we hit the ground running and just continue to have that zeal and have that passion for, uh, for him? And, and I'm just super excited um, about 2019 and what God's going to do. Uh, so today, that's what I'm going to speak about. And, and I know that uh, you've heard this sermon a thousand times about goals um, and about uh, doing, you know, doing your best to set goals and accomplish those goals. But I think it's really good to look out 
every year. Um, and I, I honestly believe that if you have goals, you should be you know, looking at those goals weekly and making sure that you're still on that same path to accomplish the goals that you set out. Um, because each year, I'm sure you guys have at least one goal uh, that, you, that you set, and I know that I do, whether it's to get healthier, to find a new job, or to save some more money, or to, you know, to grow closer to Christ. Each year, we have these goals that we set. But the thing about goals is that you don't, if you don't have a plan to complete those goals, those goals stay thoughts. And th- there's, there's no traction with thoughts. Maybe a thought leads to another thought, but until you start putting a plan in place, your goal will never be accomplished. If you're writing notes down, just take this down, and I put it on the, the, the Bible app for us. Um, if you, if you want to look that way, you can follow along with my message. But it says this, the difference between a goal and a thought is a path that you lay out to help you reach your destination. If you want to reach your destination, if you want to be at the end of that goal by the end of 2019, what you have to do is set a plan in place to accomplish that goal, because otherwise, you're just thinking good thoughts. You just have good intentions. And I'm tired of being the one who is like, I'm, gonna, I'm, just, I'm setting the bar high this year, and I'm going to go to the gym 12 days a week, and, like, and I'm just going to just hit it super hard, and like, by the end of this year, I'm going to look completely different. Like, I'm going to be an actor. Like, I'm going to, Ryan Reynolds is going to have to watch out. Like, I'm coming for it. Um, but what happens is I, I set this super high goal. I set this super high bar, and then I never gain any traction. I never decide to take that first step, or I never have any small goals to kind of help me get there. Um, and that, that's what holds me back, I feel like, every single year. One of the best ways to reach your goals is to set short stops or short steps along the way for you to reach so that you know that you're following the plan to get there. Because if you set this, the bar super high, that's great. And I, I love that you have big dreams. And I love that you have big things in place for your life. But unless you decide to take steps towards that, they're just going to stay dreams. And I want my dreams to become reality. Before the, the year ended this last year, and I know I started at such a weird time, these New Year's resolutions, uh, but around November, um, I was like, you know, instead of waiting for the new year, I'm going to get back in the gym. I, you know, I talked to a bunch of people um, about some different workout plans, and uh, as you can tell, I've lost over 700 pounds, um, and it's just been like two months. It's just been a, an incredible change in my life. Uh, thank you guys for noticing, by the way. Um, and the first thing that I did to accomplish that goal was I did some research, and I, I talked to some people who have gone through that same process, and I, and I found out what I felt like would fit for me. Um, and I, so what I did is I purchased a workout program and a, and a nutrition program, and, and you know I didn't know it was a whole lot of nutrition stuff, but I probably would have bought a different one um, because the nutrition part is the easy part for me, or the hard part for me. The workout part is the, is the easy part. Um, I enjoy lifting weights, and I hate eating vegetables um, <laughs> because I've gone to the gym before, and I've been healthy before. I was you know, pretty active in college. Um, which was so, so long ago. I mean, it's just, I can't even remember all the things. But I've done this before, and I, I've been healthy before. I've been in the gym six, seven days a week before, um, and I've seen the results. And so my goal this year was not any different, and it wasn't any better than it was back then. But what I decided was instead of going in with, with the past in mind, I needed a new goal that was going to keep me on a path to reach my destination. I needed a goal that was going to have steps for me to get to where I wanted to go. You know, I thought about the goal, and I invested money. I don't know about you guys, but anything I spend money on, I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> I went to a, uh, this is going to sound crazy to you guys, and I, if you have questions, come talk to me afterwards. Uh, I went to a coffee competition yesterday, um, and there is, I thought I knew about coffee. Um, but man, this coffee competition was, it was crazy. 
Um, and there's so much more to it than you would ever imagine, not other than just like, yes, yeah, this is a good cup of coffee. Like, I can do that. But these guys just like had so much behind what that was. And see, I went to this coffee competition, um, and it was just like, it was an eye-opening experience. Um, and, and so I bought a ticket to go. It, I bought this ticket, it was $15, and I was like, man, if I'm going to pay $15 to just get into an event, I'm going to get some free stuff. <laughs> and it's not, you know, free because I paid for it, but man, I, you have no idea how many cups of coffee I drank yesterday. It was like, I was like in the line, and I would get my coffee, and then I would stay back behind the line and drink it in the line, and then I'd get back up, like, hey, guys, like, I, like, I just drank so much coffee because I knew that if I invested money in it, and I want to be a good steward of my money, I'm going to do my best to get my money's worth, right? Thank you. And it's the same way you start investing pieces of your life uh, into your goals. It's a little bit easier to follow those goals. It's a little bit easier to get to that place that you want to be. So if you want to reach uh, your goal, you have to set steps to, to get there to reach it. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about this morning. And the first point is this. You have to start the journey. And I know that sounds crazy, and maybe you're like, whoa, I've never heard that before. But if you're going to, if you're going to like get to a place, you've got to start somewhere. You, you have to understand what it looks like to start that journey, to take that first step. One of the most important steps that you can take into accomplishing your goals is the first one, is starting your journey. You have to find a place to start, and you have to start working on your goal. Because like I said, if you don't take even the first step, all you have is good intentions. I wish that's how it was losing weight. I wish that was what it was, is I could sit on my couch and be like, man, I wish, like, I think that I need to get back in the gym. And then it would just slowly just tighten up and, and my muscles would get stronger. But that's not how it works. You have to take that first step. And what I really wanted to say and what I really mean by goals is, and I hope everybody has this goal. I feel like we all should and we all uh, probably do. But every year, man, I want to get closer to God. Man, I want to be closer and better than I was the year before, and I want to understand him more, and I want to, to, to live in his presence and his, his mercy every single day more and more than the year before. But if that's your goal, and I hope that it is, you have to start that journey as well. You have to take steps to reach that goal. You have to take steps on that journey. Um, and maybe that's starting a prayer life. Maybe that's starting a devotion. You know, maybe that's making it a habit to come to church and not just a task. Maybe it's forgiving yourself for your, uh, your past mistakes. Whatever your starting point is, find out that first step and take it. Because if you never take the first step, you're just thinking good thoughts. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19 says this, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Right here in this verse, God is reminding the Israelites that in order to move forward, you've got to forget about the past. In order to move to your success, you've got to forget about your failures. I don't know how many times, and I told the youth this on Wednesday, um, I don't know how many times that I've told myself that I'm going to read through the Bible in a year and gotten 3% of it done. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how I'm like, I start the plan. Like, if you guys don't have the, the Bible app on your phone, it's great. There's thousands and thousands of Bible plans. Um, and I'm, I think I start the same one every year. Um, and by now, I should get, like, a letter from the people saying, like, hey, if you don't actually intend to read, you're like, you're bringing our ratio of completions down. And so if you could just, you know, do it. Don't, you don't have to use our plan. Use another plan. Uh, but every year, I have this this grand plan that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Bible every single day for the entire year. Um, and I get like, sometimes I get like a weekend, and then I'll miss one, and then I'll get another four or five days in, and it's just, it's real spotty. But 
in order to make it to that, I've got to forget all those times that I failed. I've got to forget all those times where I started the plan and then had to like, there's a button that says catch me up and it moves you up to the date that you're, that you're I've, I've caught me up a bunch. I think that's, I pressed that button more than anything else on the, on the Bible app. But in order to start actually doing it, I have to forget all the times that I failed doing it before. Because that's how the enemy uses his, the, this, this lie that, hey, the way that you've been in the past is the way that you're going to do it in the future, so why even start? You know that you're not going to do it. You know that you're not going to make that first step, so why even start? Why even try? Um, and that's the greatest trick that he has. If you're going to be successful in accomplish, accomplishing your goals, you've got to start, and you've got to not let the lies of the enemy from your past telling you that you're not going to be able to do this keep you from taking that first step. Whatever that starting point is for you, take the first step. Do some research. You know, find out what some, some practical things, like if you, if you have something in your you're like, man, I would love to pray more. That's great, and I'm sure you know how to pray. But set up like a, like a prayer time. It, you know, write it down. That, that, that it's not just going to be when you can get to it. No, set a time where you, you set aside, and you, you take some, a couple steps back, and you pray each and every day, and do some research on, on how it worked for other people. There's nothing wrong with looking for practical ways to engage in God more. Yeah. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with finding out what's worked for other people. It may not work for you exactly the same way, but if you don't even do any research and you're just going out into it blind, that first step's not going to be a very confident one. And I want to be confident in that first step that if I'm going to read the Bible every single day of this year, maybe I need to read it two days in a row or three days in a row. And maybe I need to, to find a plan that works for me, and it's probably a different plan than I've been reading up to this point. Um, I could have bought those workout programs, and I could have even gotten uh, new gym attire because the stuff that I have now is, is pretty old and stinks. Um, I, I could have gotten new gym clothes. I could have even gotten a new gym membership somewhere different that was fresh in 2019, and there's actually a new gym in town. And I could have done all those things, but if I never get to the gym, those aren't steps. Those are just thoughts. And I'm not going to make any headway towards my goal. I'm just going to stay at the same point, and I've spent a lot of money and not getting my use out of it. So if you're going to start something, if you have a goal in mind, you've got to take that first step. You've got to keep going. The first one, find out your start and begin the journey. The second one is this, set small goals. One of the biggest disappointments in not reaching your goals don't come because your goals are too big to accomplish. They come because you didn't have anything to keep you motivated. I think the, the, the thing is, is, is we set these these God-sized dreams in our lives. And man, I pray that every one of you has this dream in your life that's just like, there's no way that I can get there other than God. And I pray that God sets those in your hearts. But those are great. But if we don't have some, some, some waypoints, some checkpoints to hit on our way there, it's always going to look a thousand miles away. It's always going to look too far to accomplish. So you have to set some small goals along the way that you can say, man, I wanted to read, and I, 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 pro I promise this is not intentional. I use the devotion thing because it's really easy for, for me to understand. If you're going to read your Bible all year long, every single day, those plans on the Bible app help you, and you're like, hey, you're this, like it, it moves every single day, every time that you hit towards your goal. So if, if you don't have that bar in place that's like, okay, I'm 3% there, I'm 10% there, I'm 15% there, you're always going to think that you're 0% there. You're always going to think, man, I wish that I was closer. But I like to look back and be like, wow, I'm 25% I'm of the way done. I, I said this on Wednesday night. Uh, one of the things that we got for Christmas, me and Shelby, um, she wanted this, this Bluetooth scale uh, because she's just like hit the ground running in 2018 of, of this fitness thing. And it's, uh, but like, 
needed to track how much, uh, not even just weight, but body and all that kind of stuff. It does a whole lot. And so what happens is when you step on the scale, it connects to your phone, and then it tells you, you once you've inputted a goal, that you're a certain percentage of the way there. And so, you know, after a, a really hard week of, of working out and, and eating right, I step on it, and I'm hoping to see, like, you know, 100%, you're there. You've lost 25 pounds in a week. And, like, that doesn't happen. But what it does tell me is I'm 3% there. And that 3% is further than I was when I started. And that 3% is further than I want to be, you know, if I think that I'm at zero. And so what happened this morning is we, we went to Nashville, and we were at this coffee competition, and I ate really bad. And so, I like, hey, I, I backtracked a little bit this morning, and I was like, Whew, like I, I lost or I, I gained 0.6% back. This is, not, this is not good. And so you, you have these times where sometimes you're walking on the journey and you take a step back. And you take a step back and you're like, man, I, you know, I made such good headway on this, on this start and I thought that I was doing real good. But what you have to do is you have to step back on the scale and you have to see once you've started it, once, you, once you've continued that journey, that you're still making progress. It may not be leaps and bounds, but hey, progress is progress. Um, like I said earlier, one of the worst ways to accomplish your goals is to set the bar so high and not set any bar for you to grab on the way up. If, if you think about a ladder, how useless would a ladder be if it was the bottom rung and the top rung, the bottom step and the top step? I mean, like, no one's using ladders. And if you are, you're an acrobat, so you don't need a ladder. You can just jump that high. And so, like, think about it like that. Like, you're not going to reach that top step on a ladder if there's no steps in between. You're not going to reach that top goal that God has placed in your life unless you know that you're taking steps to get there. Unless you know that, that there are steps in between that you can reach that are possible to reach. Maybe your step looks a little bit bigger than someone else's. Maybe you made a little bit bigger of a step this week. But you have to have steps. Set goals within the first week to reach your, to your big goal. If you want to do something in 2019, set some goals in that first week that you know that you can accomplish so that you can keep motivated. Your goals are the same way. If you're going to read your Bible all year long, maybe that first step is downloading the Bible app or purchasing a Bible. But you have to set some goals. Maybe you've never done it before. Hey, read the Bible two days in a row, three days in a row, and you'll start to gain traction in your soul. Like, wow, this is accomplishable. You know, this is doable. I can read the Bible every single day. Um, Luke, 14, uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 28 says this, and this is Jesus talking. It says this, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish it. And what he's saying is that if you set out to do something, but you're misinformed on how to do it or, or the steps to take to get to what you're, what you're trying to do, then you're going to have a great foundation. Maybe you make a perfect first step. Maybe you set the, the bar exactly where it needs to be, and you, and you set out, and that first week of your year is just absolutely great. But if you don't know the cost of what it takes to get to the next step, or if you don't have a, a next step to get to, you're, you're going to be trying to build a tower, and you're going to run out of money. So set some steps. Set some bars. Maybe you're trying to build a tower in 2019, and you only have enough money to get halfway up. That's great. But know that ahead of time so that when you reach that point that you can't keep going, that you've got to wait on some more influx of money. You've got to wait on, uh, on God to, to drop some more things in your life so that you're not discouraged and you walk away from the goal that you're halfway to reaching. Maybe it's not going to happen in 2019. Maybe it won't happen in 2020, which is weird to say that that's even so close to what it is now. But maybe it won't happen in the next two, five, ten years. But if you know that you're taking the steps on that journey, that you're on the next rung of the ladder, that you're on the next step of the staircase, 
you're going to make that goal one, one of these days. And if it's a God dream and you trust God that he is going to continue to allow you to walk that path. This last week, um, and, I, and this is a long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, I drive a school bus on the side. I'm a substitute school bus driver, and it, it's an it's a incredible journey um, sometimes. And uh, sometimes the kids are crazy, and I'm just like, I want to run this bus around a tree. Um, and we're all, we're out, we're out right now, all of us. Um, no, but this last, this last week I was substituting, um, and I, I've never driven this bus before. I don't know anything about Gaston, um, except for when you ask somebody, they make it clear that it's not Gadsden, they say Gaston, like very, like, emphasized. Um, so I was driving a, a minibus, actually, for uh, Gaston, and uh, there's, a, there's a, an aide on there, there's a helper to um, help with the students, because some are in wheelchairs and some um, need help up the stairs and all that. Um, and so I was talking to the guy who asked me to drive the bus, and he was like, yeah, don't worry, like, if you don't know Gaston, like, it's not a big deal. Um, there's an aide, she knows exactly where she's going, um, and, and that has been the case up until this point. I've driven a lot of uh, minibuses for people, and I, I love it. I think it's incredible. Um, so we get there, and it's 6 in the morning. I got there at 5.45, and it was very early. Um, and she gets on the bus and she's like, hey, do you, you know, like, you have any idea where we're going? And I said, I have not a clue where we're going. I don't even know where I am right now. My GPS got me here. And she's like, okay, well, we've got four uh, students in Southside. And I said, cool, that, that's great. I know where Southside is. I know how to get back there. Um, I know a general area of Southside. I can get us around there. And she's like, okay, cool, because I haven't been paying attention. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and she was like, I'm usually on my phone this whole time. And I was like, how old are you? <laughs> like, are you 15? Like, you're, what do you mean you're on your phone? And li I, I kid you not, once we got it all sorted out and I knew the route, uh, she was on her phone the whole time. I'm like, who are you talking to at 6 a.m.? Like, that's rude. If you're calling somebody at 6 a.m., hang up. Let them sleep. Just because you have to be up doesn't mean they need to. Anyway, so, so we leave Gaston. <laughs> we leave Gaston, and uh, I just have the best hopes in mind. Like, I just think the best of, of most people. Um, and we leave there, and she's just like, you know, I can get us, you know, to the first student. I think I know where I'm going. So right off the bat, we get to Southside, and we miss our turn. Um, and I'm just like, this is going to be a trip. And this is already one of the longer bus routes. And so we turn around, we get the first student, and she just loses all sense of where she's at completely and gets on the phone with the bus driver. I don't know where he's at, if he's on vacation or if he's in the hospital or if he's sick. And he's just, like, telling her the directions and where to go, and she has no clue where she's at. And the thing I want you to pull from that story is she knew how to start. She knew the first step. She knew how to get to the first student. But she had no idea how to get those next steps. She had no, no idea what turns to take to get to that next student. Our goal was to get back, get back to the school. And we probably could have done that. But we would have been missing a few students. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if you don't know your next steps, you're going to be driving around not knowing where to go, looking for a goal and looking for a destination that maybe you know you know, generally how to get there or how to get back to where you started. But until you know those next steps, you're going to be driving around aimlessly. And so figure out small things that you can reach on the way to your destination to keep you on your path. Starting the journey is perhaps the most important step. But if you don't know where to go after that step, you may end up at your destination, but at a later time than you were supposed to. The, and the third and final thing is this. Find your motivation. This is, you know, after, I would say after the, starting that first step, your motivation is probably the next important step in this process. Something we talked about um, in youth this last year is, is finding out your why. If you don't know why you do something, chances are you're going to stop doing it. And that's like me. 
Every time I decide, and I don't know why this ever happens anymore, every time I decide, like, I'm going to start running, I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, maybe it's to get healthy, but, like, I start and immediately lose my why. I'm like, this is awful. I can't run. I'm winded after the, like, point, like a quarter of a mile. Like, this is terrible. And so chances are, if I'm running with no purpose, if I'm running to, like, not to, like, train for a 5K or a marathon, I'm not going to run anymore after that one time. And that one time is going to be really short. And I told, my, I told my students this, is the chances of me running 5K in the rest of my life are very slim if I don't have a why behind it. Someone has to be chasing me. Um, I have to be, you know, chasing something down a hill that's really important, like a baby or something. Like, there, if I don't have a purpose behind running, I'm not going to run. And that's the same thing with your goals. If you don't know why you're doing something, if you don't know why you've set this goal out, if you're just like, I would just like to read the Bible, that's great. But if you don't know that the Bible brings you closer to the Lord, and that's not your why behind it, it's going to be really tough to continue to find out more about the Lord through the Bible. Because you're going to read the Bible, but it's going to be a task. It's going to be a burden. I, and I've read the Bible like that. Like, I just need to read the Bible for today so that I can say that I've read the Bible today. And I don't want to be like that anymore. That's not the heart behind what you should be doing. If you're wanting to grow closer to God, you need to know why. Because when you grow closer to God, God reveals things to you that he wouldn't if you were further away from him. God gives you more. He allows you to handle more. Matthew uh, chapter, six says, uh, chapter 6, verse 21 says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Proverbs 4, 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The things that you treasure the most, you'll spend the most time on. The things that you know in your heart that are just like, these are, this is me. This is who I am. This is exactly about this. This one thing tells you about me. Those things, you'll spend time. You'll spend money. You'll spend hard-earned hours figuring out how to be the best at that that you possibly can be. And so if you have these other things on the side that you're just like, eh, about, that you don't really know why you're doing it, then the chances are you're, you're going to revert back to things that you enjoy doing. And that's just human nature. You don't, there's things that I don't like doing. Running is one of those things. And so if I'm out running, I'm probably going to stop because I don't like doing it. And it's the same with your goals. If you've set this goal and you're like, man, this is, this is new for me. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen. It, I, you know, I, I'm hoping that the best comes out of this. I'm hoping that this is, this is successful. But you don't have the, the smallest inkling, inkling. What is it? Inkling? That's the word for it. I'm, hey, I got it. If you don't have that smallest inkling to actually do it, then you, then you have not even a great thought. You just have a thought. And you're, not, you're probably not, and I'm sorry to tell you this to your face, but you're probably not going to accomplish that goal. So find things and relate things to what you enjoy to do. You know, if you want to read the Bible and, and, and you're not sure why, understand first and foremost, find some scripture in the Bible that tells you when you spend time in God's word, he spends time with you. When you, when you give to the Lord, if, you, if your thing is tithing that you've never tithed in your entire life, if that's your thing and you're like, I don't know why people do it, I guess there's, man, spend some time learning about tithing and start tithing and I promise you God will blow your mind. Amen. The things that you entrust God with, he gives back to you. The things that you decide that, hey, this is my goal. This is what I want to happen this year. If it lines up with the scripture and if it lines up with, with God's word and, and promise over your life, I promise you it's not going to be a task to complete. It's going to be a joy. It's going to be incredible to walk that journey. It's really hard to do something that you're not passionate about. Um, another thing that I probably um, won't do for the rest of my life is um, play sports in like an, like, and enjoy it. Um, because 
I, like, there's a few times where I played sports growing up, and I loved it while I was doing it. I thought it was great. I played basketball and soccer. I wasn't ever, ever really good at those things. Um, baseball, I was good at baseball, and then they took it off the tee. Um, and like, <laughs> I was really good at those things, and I really enjoyed it. I had a passion for it. And I knew that in this moment, this is what God had for me as, as a kid. But now, unless I'm at summer camp, the chances that I'm going to be like out playing soccer, very low. And so if I set this goal of like, I'm going to play basketball every week, once a week for the rest of the year, you're probably not ever going to catch me in a basketball court because I'm not passionate about playing basketball. Because I don't have a why behind playing basketball. Because that's a hard thing for me to, to do, first and foremost, and get started. And so that's, that's going to be a hard thing for me to sustain. Maybe your goal looks pretty big, and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to start this. If you can relate it to something that you already enjoy doing, if you can relate it to something that you already are passionate about, and you can, and you can line it up, God loves to meet you where you are. God loves to let you do what you enjoy to do, and he loves when you can meet that with, with his needs and with, with his uh, purpose and plan for your life. I, reading is a, in general, I know that I need to do it, and everybody in here needs to read more. Um, that just goes without saying. If they say at Southeastern, what is it? If you're, a, if you're a leader, you're a reader or something cheesy. Um, so if you want to learn, you have to read. If you want to learn about the Lord, you have to read. You have to continue to read. And so in order for me to read, I've got to set the whole atmosphere. I've got to have coffee in hand. I've got to have like some, some somber. I, I don't know if you've ever listened to, there's, a, uh, there's an album that Bethel Worship. Um, if you don't like Bethel's music, that's great. They have an album that's just without words. Um, and it's just, I turn it on and um, it, I, I sit there with coffee and I read because if I set the mood to read in my mind, it's easier for me to read. And maybe I'll read a little bit longer. Um, and so that's what you have to do. If you can figure out some things to, to pair that you already like to do, that you already enjoy doing with the things that God has for your life and the plan and the purpose, it's easier for you to get done. Um, your why is your drive. The reason that you're doing things is the thing that's going to drive you to do it more and more. So if you set a goal for something that you've never had a passion for, you can either reevaluate your goal and find something else, um, or you can find out the why behind it. If you don't know why you're doing something, man, spend some time, before you even start doing it, spend some time on, on what's going to come out after this. What's going to come out of this? That, that Why am I doing this for? Um, what do I need to, to do in order to get there? It, like Research is the least fun thing to do of all time, but you have to be informed on your decisions. If you're just making willy-nilly decisions, that's, you know, you'll probably hit the nail on the head sometimes. But make informed decisions. Search. If you want to grow closer to God, look at what that means. Find out what that looks for. Maybe you've been reading the Bible your entire life, and, and that's fantastic, and I applaud you for that. But find God in some, in some other ways paired with reading the Bible. You know, maybe it's your, your prayer life is, is not as, as great as it once was. Maybe pick up praying. Maybe pray a little bit more. Maybe, you know, beyond devotion, do some study into the context of the Bible. Because there's a lot of stuff that the Bible doesn't come out and tell you that has a lot to do with the context of, of the time, why Jesus was saying what he was, why this prophet was saying what he was, what was going on at the time. And, man, I want to grow closer to God in this year, and so I'm, sometimes I'm going to have to change up how I've done it. Not because God has changed or not because the way to, to understand God has changed, but because maybe I've become comfortable in that way, and I'm not searching as, as hard as I should. Maybe I'm not searching for, for exactly what God has for me. 
And so I need to find out some new ways and, and, and make, some new, uh, make some new steps for me to hit. So today, I just want you guys to remember that New Year's resolutions are super important. I, I don't ever teach against them. I don't ever bash anyone that has them. Um, but you have to understand the weight of following through with them. Or you'll, you'll run out of gas each time. You'll set, I mean, what uh, Pastor Chad said last week is, what is it, 14 days? And most people are done with their New Year's resolutions. That's sad. I want to be the person who has New Year's resolutions that, like, on one side of the board, it says start, and then at the end, I can track my way to how I finish that goal. And so that the next year, I can see, I can look back on not my finish, I can start new goals, and I can set new things in motion to help me complete uh, brand new goals. It's easy to think about doing something new, but until you start making a plan and taking a step, they stay thoughts. And I don't want to just be a person full of good thoughts. What I said on Wednesday um, is, I heard this in Southeastern also, that the richest place in the entire world is, is a graveyard because of all the people who passed without fleshing out and, and shelling out their thoughts, who had all of these thoughts in their mind that, that needed, that, that were, were great things that were to, that were, that could have had the ability to um, just jumpstart a society in, into something new. I don't want to, I don't want to end my life with things that just state thoughts. I want the world to understand why I do what I do. I want the world to understand the love that Jesus has for them. And so if I don't take that first step, if I don't make steps along the way, and if I don't remember my why and my pur- purpose behind sharing, then I'm going to go to the grave with, with some pretty incredible thoughts and not any incredible goals. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.